0: to rely on the holy spirit in the forgiving process so as we do that we're going to see him giving us the strength and comfort in doing so and also the guidance you know we need him to help us forgive others so we can be free from unforgiveness and walking in the freedom of having forgiveness in our heart we're going to be talking about that in this next episode stay tuned thank you for listening to life is jesus christ with sean paul make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Thank you so much for joining me. Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about forgiveness. We've been talking about it for a couple episodes now in this series of developing intimacy with God. And, you know, to me, I think in order to have intimacy with God, we have to have forgiveness in our lives. You know, in this whole entire series, we're on Uh, episode 23, part 23, we've been talking about so many different components of walking in intimacy with God, but I believe this is probably one of the major components. Yes, there's other majors, but this is one of them. If we cannot have forgiveness in our heart, it is going to stop and hinder everything in our relationship with God. And you know, last time we were talking about Uh, forgetting forgetting and I want to pick up from there and I talked about the importance of having the Holy Spirit in that process and you know I did say last time it's impossible to like forget as in meaning that it never happened that situation never happened we can't erase something out of our minds but you know forgetting is literally like you're not going to hold that situation against the person any longer you're going you're going to forgive that person yes you may remember that this this the incident, but that incident doesn't rise up in your heart to where you have this unforgiveness where all of a sudden now you don't want to forgive them anymore. You're reoffended again. No, you can remember the situation, but again, you're not holding that situation against them any longer. And you know, I talked about again the Holy Spirit, and in Galatians 5 22, 23, it says we uh, but the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such things there is no uh, law you know to me we need to allow the fruits of the holy spirit to operate in our lives as we allow the fruits of the holy spirit to operate we're gonna see ourselves walking in forgiveness uh, much easier. It's gonna be so much more natural, and again, natural. When I want to say it's not a human natural uh, uh, standpoint, but more of a fruit of the Holy Spirit, a supernatural ability to be able to just walk in forgiveness. And I believe in my heart, and I'm not patting myself on the back, and you know, I can still struggle in this area as far as being offended but i believe in my heart uh, i have learned to walk in unforgiveness i have learned that it's just not worth uh walking in unforgiveness in my life and because of doing that it just brings so much more freedom and peace and joy in my heart and it 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 it, it keeps a relationship with people and i know that you might say well i just don't want a relationship with them and that yes you know like last time i talked about a lot of unforgiveness is or, uh, because of petty things, because of immaturity. Yes, there are some deep situations. There are, you know, again, there's there's murder, there's molestation, there's rape, there's a robbery, whatever it may be, you know, those are some deep wounds. And yes, you must forgive in those situations as well. So what I'm trying to say is, is I easily uh, let go of petty things that have uh, offended me or or happened to me and i seek to restore relationships with people because i don't want this to hinder my relationships with people there are people that i genuinely love but they offended me and i choose to forgive them because i don't want that relationship destroyed amen so you know we need to allow this to operate in our lives and as we do we will grow and and be more uh, like Jesus in our lives, you know, we want to to have Jesus as an example of who we should be and how we should walk on this earth. Amen. I you know, again, I've shared many times, you know, how uh, I've had I've dealt with uh, unforgiveness in my heart. Um, I I uh, you know had a situation where you know I grew up as a kid, you know, and my sister and I we really didn't get along very well. You know, um, I love my sister today. I love being with my sister. I love going to uh, visit her once I'm in the United States. I'm a missionary. I live in Guatemala. Uh, She just recently came here. I was excited to see her. I wanted to spend time with her. Um, And again, you know, I'm going back to the United States here soon, and I'm looking for uh, an opportunity to be with her as well. So again, I just love being with my sister. But as we grew up, we did not have a good relationship. And you know, I'm not saying I was a perfect brother. Um, you know, and it was all her fault. I'm not saying that. I was probably a, a, a l- little pest. I I was um I'm 4 years younger than my sister, so obviously we're going through different stages of life as we grew older. So as she's a teenager, she didn't want some little uh little punk kid hanging around her, you know? So um you know, she didn't treat me with a lot of love and that that really built resentment in her heart. and so I was reading a book one day that a minister came to our church and ministered and he was selling books and I bought one on, on on forgiveness and I was reading that and the Lord was like you have people and you you need to forgive somebody in your life. I was like, "What do you mean? Who who is that?" And the Lord showed me it was my dot or my my sister. And I just began to remember about things that I dealt with, you know, as a kid growing up with my sister, And, um, you know, again, it wasn't like she hurt me, harmed me or anything like that. It was more just, you know, treating me like I was just a pest. And um, so I began to deal with that in my heart. And, you know, I I remember I was in my car, you know, as I was doing it, maybe I was reading for lunch or whatever it was, and I just let it go. I let her go. I went through the whole entire process. And, you know, again, it was just such a relief in my heart and my life that I learned to uh, walk in forgiveness in my life. So I just think it's so important that we will examine our hearts. Maybe this message that you're hearing, you know, will force you to to examine in your heart and your life of unforgiveness that you might have. Because I promise you, as you let things go and uh, uh, free yourself from this bondage that you put yourself in, again, not pointing at you, I'm pointing at all of us, that we all put ourselves in these bondages of this unforgiveness and having bitterness in our hearts towards people. Amen? So, you know, we just need to take these steps to be free uh, uh, from uh, unforgiveness in our hearts. Amen? So use wisdom and forgetting process. So, for example, you know, a rape victim uh, can choose to forgive the rapist, but that doesn't mean uh, he or she should act as if the sin never happened. You know, that's not what forgetting means. You know, to spend time alone with a, a unrepentant rapist, because many times they won't be repentant, you know, uh, you know it's not wisdom, obviously. You're not going to, like me as a child or as a father, you know, and I know of a rapist, I'm not going to go and Uh, allow my child to be around that individual you know maybe they didn't bring harm to me but I'm aware of what they did I'm not going to go and say hey do you want to watch my kid no I'm not going to do that same thing with somebody that murdered somebody or like somebody that is is uh, dishonest deceptive I'm not going to go and and you know uh, uh, go and do business transactions with these individuals so it's the same thing with somebody that it's actually happened to you know, you're not gonna forget that situation. Again, you may have released them in your heart and you may have forgave them in your heart, but but wisdom says you need to be cautious around that individual. Amen. So so you know, forgiveness involves in not holding the sin against a person any longer, but forgiveness uh is uh is different from trust. Amen. So, you know. It is wise to take precautions, and sometimes the dynamics of the relationship will have to change, amen? So Proverbs 22:3 3 says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So, you know, uh, you know my father, uh, I remember as a kid, my uncle built my mom and dad's home. And, uh, I remember my dad, uh, getting angry at my, uh, my uncle because he was ripping him off. You know, he was stealing from my father. And so, you know, um, the, I remember like down in the basement, uh, in the garage, they were having a fight, you know, and, uh, you know, it was a bad situation. So see that right there. I, you know, my father's relationship with my brother, uh, with his brother-in-law, my mother's brother was restored you know um i'm not saying that you know my dad forgave him my dad you know uh uh you know at that time i don't even think he was a christian at that time uh but the relationship was restored meaning they did family outings together they gathered together uh as family they did things you know i remember years later um my father, uh, my, my uncle came up and saw my parents. They lived, they lived, uh, he, he since then moved away and moved to another state. Uh, he came up and saw them. They had, they had a relationship with each other. But see, the thing of it is, is, you know, um, that doesn't mean that my dad was going to have my, my uncle build him another house. That did not happen. So my dad was smart enough to say, look, brother-in-law, I love you. You know, I care for you. I, I wish you well, but I'm not going to let you build my house. So it's the same thing. We got to be cautious, you know, um, and, and a part of that is, you know, you you remember the situation. You don't hold it against them anymore. But now you're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to cautiously have a relationship with you. You know, and sometimes you may never have a relationship with somebody that may have caused severe harm with you, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to forgive them. It's just that you choose not to have a relationship with them. You may say hi to them on the street, you may acknowledge them, you may not, you know, walk across the street uh, to avoid them, you may wave that at them. But, you know, again, you don't go and say, hey, look, you know, you did this to me, but I want to now enter the same type of relationship with you before. It's okay to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Because again, that's a trust situation now. So Matthew 10, 16 says, Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. You know, we must be innocent, willing to forgive, but at the same time, be shrewd, being cautious. Amen. So the ideal is is for the offender to truly repent of the sin and for the offended to forgive or forget. So, But unfortunately, you're not going to always have that situation. You're not going to always have the offender uh, wanting to repent, admitting they're wrong. Uh, There's going to be many times, many situations, where there will be people that won't want to admit that they were wrong. You know, um, I've run across that countless times, but again, it doesn't. You know, to me, it just—it's not worth it. It's just not worth it at all. Uh, so, so again, you're not going to always have the ideal situation. So the Bible tells us, uh, true repentance will result in a change of action. There's some people that will never change. You want to wish the best for them. You you would want to wish that they would change, that they would walk away from stealing from people, or being uh, deceptive, or dishonest, or you know uh, you know attacking uh, individuals sexually, or whatever it may be. You would you would want them to to change, but that does not always mean that they're going to change. You know the the lo- love keeps no records of wrong. That's right. You may not hold that over their heads it's like in marriages. Sometimes you're going to have situations arise in your marriage. You know, I've done something to my wife uh, years ago, 30 some years ago. She doesn't hold that over my head. She never bring, brings it up. She's never brought it up. Uh, so, you know, uh, she's forgiven me of that situation. I've changed my actions, if it has changed, there's true forgiveness there and there's true repentance there. Of the, of the situation that occurred in our marriage 30 some years ago. Amen. I so see, there's true, there's true repentance out there. And sometimes you're not going to always get the the true repentance and you're not going to see them actually change. Uh, so again, you know, my wife, you know, love covers a multitude of sin. You know, the love keeps no records of wrong. She's never kept the record of wrong. Amen. I so However, changing hearts is God's business, amen? So see, we've got to recognize that maybe they are not gonna repent. Maybe they're not gonna come and say they're sorry to us. We've got to just hand that to God and say, okay, God, I'm gonna allow you to work in this situation. I'm gonna allow you to work in their heart. I am not gonna uh, think about this anymore. I'm not gonna struggle with this anymore. I'm gonna forget about it or forgive them uh, of the situation. And I'm going to let it go out of my mind, and I am not going to dwell on it. There is power in doing that. There is supernatural power in recognizing that God can work on their heart, and you allow Him to have the situation, and you're letting go of the pride uh, that is rising in your rising up in your heart to where you're wanting to make them suffer for what they did to you. Amen. I so, until an offender has a true supernatural heart change. It's only wise to limit the level of trust one places in that person. So, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, there's situations that can happen in a marriage or situations that can happen in in a relationship with somebody that did cause offense, that did cause hurt, that did cause hurt and pain. You chose to stay with that certain uh, person, but... You've distanced themselves, yourself from them in such a situation that you may not, uh, 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 you know, enter into a transaction like I was saying about my father at, with his brother-in-law, you know, uh, uh, allowing him to build a home or whatever else financial transaction may be or whatever uh, situation may require some deep trust. I'm in. But I can say this, you know, I remember dealing with my kids, you know, and, and, and my kids lying to me. And just one thing that I can't stand is people lying to me. It's just something that my father instilled in me is to be an honest ethical person. And uh, you know, what I would try to tell my kids is this is when you lie, you're gonna drain that that trust savings account that you you and I have with each other. So if you lie, you drain that trust account. You know, and if you lie again, you drain drain that trust account. And eventually you can eventually empty that trust savings account, so to speak. And then as time goes by, as you learn, as you repent, as you change your ways, then what happens is that trust can build back up in in that trust savings account. So, and and I can tell you this, you know, with my kids, you know, over the years, Uh, As you know being young little kids they'd lie I teach them not to lie And then over time they would learn Hey it's just so much better not to lie It's so much better just to tell dad the truth Because dad's gonna usually find out And then the punishment's gonna be more severe Because we lied to him So see then I witnessed and started seeing my kids Just starting to stop lying And just start telling the truth And then over time that trust account built back up so it's it's the same thing with somebody that has brought offense into our lives and in that harm and if they do repent then what you'd want to do is learn to just allow that trust to go back up and then as you learn to trust them you know you you could see that 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 relationship is fully restored i mean to this day i mean my i have one daughter that lives down here with me in guatemala um you know i've had some situations where like you know i uh you know, you know, backed into a car or whatever it may be. And my daughter is going to handle the situation because she speaks this language a little bit more fluent than me. I don't uh, I don't really have a great Spanish um, uh, vocabulary, so to speak. She could speak Spanish fluently. So, you know, I trust her. You know, years ago as a little kid, she'd lie to me. But today I fully 100 percent trust my daughter. She has my best interest in heart amen so see it's the same thing you've got to learn to allow to walk through this process with somebody that has caused an offense. and then if they did repent you know walk through this process of trust if, if they refuse to repent you'll have to hold them off an arm's length distance and maybe you may not even have a relationship with them but still you all you release them in your heart and you forgave them amen so um Let's go ahead and go on. So four things to know about forgiving others. you know, coming short and sinning and failing and offending are common to all of us in relationships. You know, um, you know I, I you know being in the church world and and you know dealing with people in the church world, sometimes you see offense a lot more so uh, because you know you're, you're around people. it's more of a family environment, so to speak, in your church. So sometimes you'll see things like, well, they didn't smile at me. You know, they didn't acknowledge me. They didn't greet me. You know, um, they didn't speak to me on Sunday. You know, maybe the pastor didn't walk by and speak to somebody. And now all of a sudden they're offended and they're hurt. You know, um, you know they're not showing me the love that I would expect them to show me. You know, uh, uh, they didn't recognize me. They didn't acknowledge me for what I did. See, these are things that people will will get offended over or and then 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 it turns into being unforgiven or 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 having the offense in our heart and and having unforgiveness in our heart towards somebody i mean you know uh, to acknowledge you know you did something special now you want someone to recognize acknowledge you and then they don't do it and then all of a sudden now you're offended you know um i i know sometimes you know people will be offended uh, because maybe they were sick and they missed church or they were in the hospital. And uh, uh, all of a sudden now they're mad at the pastor because they didn't come and visit. And the first thing that sometimes it will be asked is like, did you even call the office or call anybody and tell them that you were in the hospital or or you were sick? And they're like, no, I I didn't know that. You know, the thing of it is, is people don't have telepathy. They do, They can't read your mind. They can't, you know, somehow, you know, mysteriously see that you're in the hospital. So see, Sometimes it's just that we get offended over some of the silliest things, and then we realize that we had a part in that, you know, it, that you didn't call nobody. Nobody knew that you were in the hospital, so how would we even know to come and say, uh, you know, come and see you, you know, so, um, you know, the words, uh, to word things properly. You know, today we're in such a world that that people get offended over, over, over the craziest things, and and I've been involved in like emailing somebody if I didn't if I didn't say it just exactly right, they would get offended in the email. I've had that situation happen uh, with me and my boss and, uh, and 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 I emailed him and he got so offended and I had to explain to him that's not what I meant, you know, but it's, it's sad that we have to now so be so careful and that we have to word uh, uh, things properly, you know. Um, you know, again, people get offended for so many different things. You know, maybe someone wasn't generous enough. You know, they didn't give enough. You know, uh, they they weren't being good enough. You know, uh, uh, you know, they didn't have a joyful heart. You know, whatever it may be. You know, people just are, are, are getting so offended in relationships because because they didn't do something exactly right. And see, that's what we need to do is just stop getting offended. Stop uh, uh, carrying a fence in those areas because, um, you know, the world is just, I, I, I say this is the world is just getting so woke, you know, and so upset about everything. And I think social media is fueling that where we, uh, see so many people offended and it's like training our minds then maybe we should be offended about things as well. And I just think that, you know, what I do, what I have a tendency of doing with social media and, and, and you know, so much so in COVID, during COVID, I mean, social media during COVID was so toxic. It it was toxic. And, you know, being trapped in your house in Honduras, we couldn't even leave our house for like six months. But once every two weeks, we could go to the grocery store. It was, it was It was like living in prison in Honduras during COVID. And so, you know, uh, you had to kind of like entertain yourself. And, uh, And so, you know, looking at social media was so toxic at that time and people were being offended by anything and everything. And so finally, I just had to just start unfollowing multiple people. And these are people that are believers in Christ Jesus. I would just unfollow them. So not only would I just unfollow people that would not profess that do not profess Christ, you know, because again, I I, I just, I, I, I don't want the toxicity in my life. I was unfollowing and unfriending people that were professing believers in Christ Jesus. So I believe that we have to constantly clean up our social media because I think it trains us to be offended. I think it teaches us to be offended. I think it tells us to be offended. So see, we've got to be on cautiously, uh, guarding ourselves and uh, watching our minds and being gatekeepers over our minds. Amen. I so let's go ahead and continue on. So offending others is usually an unintentional unknown. You know, many times we'll offend somebody. We have no clue that we were offended anybody. You know, um, all of us uh, offend others, but we often are unaware that we have offended them. The reasons we fail to uh, fail others is innumerable, but, um, but common causes are preoccupation of thought, you know, uh, heavy heart and minds, trials and problems that consumer thoughts. You know, I don't know about you, but there's been times that I'll try to like talk to somebody and it was just evident they're not listening at all. And, you know, it's the same thing in my own life. I mean, I can... I'll admit there's times that I I'm consumed with my own thoughts or I may be reading something or looking at something. And my wife may uh, uh, say something to me and, and you know, I may snap at her like like a snap an answer. It's not, you know, it's not something common, but I'm just saying that, that I might hurt her heart. I might offend her, you know, and I don't even realize it because I'm so focused on what I'm looking at. You know, it's just like today uh, I went down uh, to her office a couple of times and she's working on some lesson plans for kids. And, you know, even at that, you know, I've got to be careful about that and respectful uh, of her because, you know, when I'm in my office, you know, I'm like, hey, I need privacy. I need I I need uh, nobody to to disturb me and and so why would I want not want to do extend the same to her so when I came down I asked her a question not even thinking that possibly she <coughs> has something on her mind and so I asked her the question and it was evident right away she had something on her mind and I apologized right away I said look I'm sorry I I, I realized now that you're reading something and then I walked out of the room you know so we got to be cautious about you know how we are approaching people how we're speaking to people you know um you know there's times that you know we'll have like mission teams here and maybe i'm focusing on trying to get the team to a certain place a certain destination or whatever it may be i have to be very careful on how i'm responding back to team members and i'll tell this one um we were in el salvador here, here recently and you know i don't know just just having the team there, you know, a uh, uh, new environment, new situations, maybe I'm on a little, little on the edge, so to speak. And I got sn- snippy with my wife a couple times. And, you know, um, I was saying to my heart, man, dude, stop doing this. Stop, stop responding this way. And, you know, one, the pastor, my friend had to take me off the side and say, man, what's up with you? Why are you responding to your wife like that? You know, especially in front of the group. And so I, I, didn't get offended to him. I, you know, and I said, look, you're right. I got to stop. I want to stop. You know, I'm noticing this about myself and I got to put a stop to this. And I went and had a conversation with my wife about it, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I stopped, you know, I, I forced myself to focus on, you know, what people are saying, stop getting upset, stop getting anxious about, you know, the team and, and maybe the changes that's going on and things like that. So we have to be very careful how we're responding to people. So we are not having this unintentional offense uh, towards others. And even those people that may be even observing and watching at the same time, like my pastor friend and the people on the team. I mean, so let's go ahead and just look at, well, actually we got to close. I just looked at the time. So, um, we will pick this back up. Uh, we got a little bit more to talk about on unforgiveness, and then we're going to go into holiness. Yes, that's still a word today, uh, that God expects us to walk in holiness. This is all about developing intimacy with God. Thank you so much for uh, watching um, you know, and listening to this podcast. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just praise you and thank you for your goodness, mercy, and grace. We thank you for touching our lives I, we thank you that you help us heal in our hearts and, and to walk away from unforgiveness and bitterness in our hearts to be free, Father God, to where we can supernaturally, just naturally respond with forgiveness, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for anybody and everybody that's listening and is struggling with unforgiveness. I pray for them right now that they are free in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then finally, for those that uh, don't know Jesus Christ, he's not the Lord of your life. And you want to, it's a simple prayer to to ask him to be in your heart. And as you do that, you are literally freeing yourself from the pits of hell and and having eternal life. So simple prayer, Jesus, I know that you died upon the cross for me. I know that you shed your blood for my uh, salvation and the forgiveness of my sins. And I know that you were buried and three days later you rose again. And Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me my sins. And help me to live a life in Christ Jesus. And help me be discipled and find a church to attend to where I can serve and give of myself. In Jesus mighty name, amen. And You pray that prayer, I promise you, you have eternal life. Now go live your life in Christ. Thank you for everybody watching and listening. And stay tuned. We have a lot more. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.